It is planner season, y'all. It is that time of the year where all of the planner companies are releasing their 2024 planners, and it is so exciting, y'all. It's exciting to see the new covers that they've designed. It's exciting to see all the different tweaks that they've been making to their layouts. I get really excited thinking about which planner I'm going to buy for the next season. And so I wanted to create a really quick episode for you to help you find your perfect planner for 2024. So I'm going to offer you 10 things to look for in a planner. We're going to hop right to it. Grab a pen. You know the one. I'm picky about my pens. (laughs) Let's do this, y'all. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Before I jump into this, I wanna remind you all that I have a super fun quiz that you can take. It's absolutely free and it's wildly fun, but it packs some serious results. Go into the show notes, click on the link that says, what is your productivity nemesis quiz? The quiz only takes about two minutes and at the end, you're gonna get your results. It's gonna tell you where is it that you struggle with productivity and I'm gonna offer you some tips on how to address that challenge. Each tip is also going to recommend podcast episodes that are going to help you address your productivity nemesis. So it's it's really fun and I'm super excited about it. Also, if you take the quiz, you're going to get some free goodies in your email box, um, including a planner pack. There's a page for meal planning, a budget planner. There's a weekly spread, a monthly spread. Y'all, it's awesome. So go ahead, check that out. Take the free productivity quiz. I can't wait to see what your results are. Okay, let's talk paper planners. I'm going to offer you 10 things to look for in a paper planner, and we're going to hop right to it because I want you to have time to go explore, go shop, and get yourself a planner. All right, so the very first thing that you should consider when you are looking for a paper planner is the format of the layout. I think that this matters big time. Do you want a daily, a weekly, or a monthly? I am a huge advocate of weekly planners. For me, being able to see my week all at once helps me prioritize what I need to be doing right now, today. Most daily and weekly planners also have a monthly spread, and so that way you can have a monthly view if you need. But for me, being able to see one week at a time is crucial. The second thing to look for in a paper planner is how much time does it cover? Is it a three-month, six-month, one-year, or 18-month planner? Only if you have a daily will you typically find a three-month planner. And that's because to have a sheet for every single day, it can get a little bit thick and unwieldy. Usually, if you're looking at a weekly or a monthly, you're going to find one-year or 18-month planners. Daily planners sometimes come in three-month or quarterly options. Every once in a while, you will see a six-month option. I actually like to custom make my planners and I do this through Golden Coil. 
They make an absolutely gorgeous planner. When I design my planner, I actually like to make it six months at a time. This is far enough out that I can prepare ahead of time, but it's not so much time that the coil gets too thick or it gets to be too bulky. If you are someone that really likes to plan out a year or even 18 months in advance, you're going to want to look for a planner that covers a larger time span. So first, you want to think about the layout. Second, you want to think about how much time it covers. The third thing that I want you to consider is the weight and the size. If you are someone who keeps your planner at home, you can probably have a chonkier planner and it will be just fine. But if you are someone who wants to have your planner with you at all times, making sure that you have one that is a weight and a size that you can fit into your bag, that you don't mind hauling everywhere with you, it's going to be really important. The fourth thing to consider is the binding. Do you like coil, bound, ring, or disc? I prefer coil. I'm a coil girl. I like to be able to open it up, but also flip it around so it doesn't take as much space on my desk. I also do really like bound planners. So bound planners are ones that are, they look like a book. And what I really like about those is typically they are pretty easy to transport and they don't typically get to be too thick. Lots of people love ring agendas. They love them. What's amazing about the ring format is that you can open it up. You can print out your own sheets if you want. You can move your sheets around. It gives you a lot of flexibility and customization. For whatever reason, I find rings wildly annoying to write around. And I don't always like that you can't fold it back up on itself. So it has to lay flat all the time. N nice alternative to rings is a disc system. Discs are awesome. I've used them before. I didn't even know that this sort of technology existed. Discs has a special punch where you can pull pieces of paper in and out. And you have all the flexibility of a ring, but what's nice is that it can flip around. It can fold over on itself the way that a, a coil does. The downside to a disc is that they can be a little wiggly. Sometimes they don't feel quite as sturdy as the other binding options, and that wiggly wobbliness might drive you batty. So something to consider. Think about the binding. Think about your preference. The fifth thing that you consider is the paper. Do you like toothy paper? Kind of a paper that's rougher. I like toothy paper because it oftentimes means that your ink is sinking into it. Or do you like a really slick, smooth paper? Now that's great, but sometimes you can get smearing. Do you like your paper white? Do you like your paper cream? A lot of people prefer white because that way if you have to white out, it doesn't show up. If you have cream-toned paper, when you use white out, it's going to show up. I sometimes like the way that a cream paper isn't quite as hard on my eyes. But you want to consider what are your preferences for paper. The sixth thing that you should consider is what sort of add-ons do you want? Do you want a planner that combines goal setting with planning? Do you want to have meal planning in there? Do you want to have a place for your goals? Do you want to have a place to put your passwords? To store things like gifts? Do you want extra notebook pages? What add-ons do you want? And does the planner that you're looking at offer those add-ons? Seventh, do you want a monthly dashboard? So a dashboard is at the start of the month, planners will ask you things like, what are your goals? Or what was your favorite thing that happened this last month? I really think of the dashboard as a place for you to vision out your month 
and to help you think about some monthly planning. I love a planner with a really smart dashboard. The eighth thing to consider is do you want habit trackers or a place to write your daily top three? This is a little bit different than an add-on because habit trackers and the daily top three are often integrated into the spread. So for example, day designers weekly spreads have a place for you to track habits. They also have a place for you to note your daily top three every single day. Is this something that's important to you or will you just do that on your own? The ninth thing to consider is do you want a place to take notes? Do you need notebook pages? One of the reasons that a lot of people like daily planners is because they provide you with a lot of space. You have space for your appointments, you have a space for your to-do, and then usually there's a pretty good amount of space for daily notes. So do you want to take notes and where do you want those notes to be located in your planner? I'm perfectly happy to have all of my notebook pages at the back of my planner. The tenth thing that I think that you should consider is, is the cover aesthetically pleasing? And is the cover hardy enough to make it through the time that you need it to last? I love that right now so many planning companies are pairing with artists and making some stunning covers. But you also want to make sure that the material is going to be durable enough to last. So if you want an 18-month planner, that cover is going to need to do some work. So I'm going to recap really quickly the 10 things that you should look for in a paper planner. You should look at the layout. You should look at the length of time that it covers. You should consider the weight and the size, the binding, the paper, any add-ons that you want. Does it have a monthly dashboard? Does it have habit trackers or a place for you to write your daily top three? Do you want a place for notes? And is that located in the right place? And finally, is it pretty? Here are some bonuses that you might want to think about. Are you planning just for you or for your whole family? There are some amazing planners out there like the Mom Agenda that have a place for you to write down schedules for each family member. Also consider how much do you want to spend on this? Price matters. There is a huge range of prices for planners. You know, do you have $20 to spend or can you spend on upwards of 100 Do you want an all-in-one planner? Are you okay having a work planner and a home planner? Do you like to do all of your note-taking in your planning space or do you like to keep them separate? These are some bonus questions that I think that you should consider. I love the energy and the excitement of planner season. I wish for you a wonderful and wild adventure as you go to find your perfect paper planner. I highly, highly recommend planning with paper. There's so much research and so much power in putting pen to paper. And I wish that you get to do that in a fun planner that works with your brain. So happy planner shopping. And I wish for you a wonderful, wonderful, organized day. Be well, friends. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.